What's going on, everyone? This is Griffin McDonald, the host of Fit Check, a podcast about personal style and the stories behind them. What's going on, everyone? This is Griffin McDonald, the host of Fit Check, a podcast about personal style and the stories behind them. And this week, we have Man of the People, 39 Art Attack, also known as 39 Shosh. Shosh, how you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm doing good. I just got back from the pool, so I'm just like a little sweaty right now. So, Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's It got really hot for a second there, and I think um, fake spring happened, as it always does <laughs> in South Carolina. yeah. So it hits like 90 for like a week and then we hit, mm-hmm. we go back to 60s and it just ping pongs like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. April's not a great month for South Carolina weather. Yeah. At all. Um, okay. So obviously, the name of the podcast is Fit Check. Uh, hit us with uh, what you're wearing right now, Josh. So um, right now, I got on uh, just a black t shirt from Boohoo Man. Boys of Boohoo Man. Um, I got a black crew neck on as well. And some olive green uh, khakis. I love the color olive green. If you couldn't tell, I'm wearing like I'm draped yeah. out in green right now. So I used to hate this color so much, and I don't know. Ever since I got these pants, uh, they just they fit really well, and I've, I've yeah. been wearing them all the time. Yeah, it's I, really yeah. Nice. I I have a pair like that too. Like I usually never wear navy, but I have a pair of like navy khakis that I wear like a lot, and they just right, right. for the sole reason because they fit me perfectly. Um, do you have any like like rings or accessories on too? I got two rings on right now. Um, these are just cheap rings that um, a friend got for me from yeah. Target. I think I don't know. There's there's nothing I derive more joy from than getting cheap rings. Yeah, it's the it's best. So nice. I I have a ring too. I never wear it because it's like really cheap. It turns my thumb green, and it's the green, only right. yeah. It's and this my right thumb is the only finger that it fits on. And my right. brother got it in like New Orleans, so I, I wear it like sometimes, but like never. Um, I'm, I'm pretty wearing, sure. Um, oh, sorry, you go ahead. With those kinds of rings, if they like turn your skin green for a bit, I'm pretty sure if you like coat them in like nail polish remover, I think it 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 stops that from happening. There's there's some way you can stop that from happening with those kinds of rings. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Learn something new right? every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought too. For sure. I th- Damn, I did not know that. I, I mean, this is so funny. Last episode we recorded with Sarah, she taught me that blisters aren't actually like friction. You don't get blisters from friction. It's, it's the heat, I think, or something like that. Since it's it's not like a, uh, I guess cut. that makes sense. I don't know. I've I've never really put that much thought into that. I didn't know until uh, Sarah Jeffrey told me. I had no clue, but I was like right. mind blown. Last episode, now I'm the mind blown this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this I'm wearing a bandana on top that I uh, got for free because I found it. Um, right. I got Uniqlo U, uh, Chorka olive green, and then Uniqlo U just linen pants, super super comfy, chilling. And then I have uh, a gold little pinky ring that Colleen actually gave me that I found in her car. And I was like, can I have this? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> that's fun. Speaking of Colleen, you, how do you know Colleen? Have you ever like, uh, just school. We, we had a class together. Um, 
sophomore year of high school, I think we had, we had pre-calculus together yeah. and, um, just been following each other on Twitter for a while, you know, how those Twitter, internet, yeah. internet friendships develop. Twitter is <laughs> argue it's, it's my favorite form of social media currently. It's the funniest everyone app out there. Everyone, everyone says it's like this toxic pit of negativity. And I, I think it for sure can be that if, if mm-hmm. you make it that, but, um, yeah, if you know where to look, it's, it's, it's a really nice place to be. Yeah, for sure. I feel like our timelines are pretty similar too. I feel like we follow a lot of the same people. Yeah. Kind of have like the same sense yeah. of like just weirdo humor. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you are a graphic designer, right? You are in that kind of realm, right? Yeah, um, visual art. Um, visual art. So what I got going on right now, I am working on a dual degree in computer science and math, and I'm doing a minor in uh media arts as well oh, damn. Uh, originally it, it wasn't like a thing that uh i planned on leaning into but it's it's something i started doing as a hobby and i had i had space for it in mm-hmm. my degree so i i just decided to to tack on the minor and you know hopefully it can it can go somewhere yeah how'd you originally like get into it what was the first kind of point where you were like i'm gonna i want to do this as more than a hobby uh, more than a hobby. Um, or do you still like consider it a hobby or is it kind of like more serious now? So, um, I think I'm at a point right now where like it for sure still is a hobby that I like to do, uh, out of my own time. But, um, I, I totally would not be opposed to like taking commissions and, and doing some freelance work mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, which so, you did for this show, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I did the logo. Yeah, fun fact for the show. This guy Josh <laughs> did did the logo for the show. So yeah, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. It turned out awesome. Like I, everyone notices the coat hanger, which I thought was a great addition. Which originally <laughs> it wasn't in the design, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was the text at first. It was just the text. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I I think I, I remember you asking for for something that would like bring it together better, and the mm-hmm. coat hanger was just that. And yeah. I yeah. I'm really proud of that one. That one is sick. What's like your favorite kind of, what's your favorite piece that you've made? So, um, it's actually a part of a series that I'm working on right now. It's, um, it's something I can't even really describe. Um, I, I think my art style is, is definitely becoming more and more like abstract. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a series of, I, I think I'm going to make it three three or four pieces that I'm working on right now that mm-hmm. hopefully I'll be able to finish soon. Yeah. You said your style is getting more and more abstract. How did how did that evolution kind of come about? So um, when, when it comes to like developing an aesthetic for myself art-wise, uh, I, I hate to say it, and this is true for all freelance artists. Mm-hmm. And if, if another person says otherwise they're lying every single freelance artist every single independent artist who is just starting out is going to copy everything they see <laughs> and um I, I i really think the the style that i'm working on right now is a result of of paying attention to a lot of designers that i just really like mm. and um just going through their work a lot and just uh trying trying to figure out how they did certain things certain techniques yeah, and uh, trying to recreate that for sure, and I, I, I think that uh, that kind of imitation, it while it does suck to like publish commercially, I, I think it's a really good way to like hone your skills and develop further as as mm-hmm. a creator in general. 
Yeah. Who do you find yourself like taking after in this kind of imitation game? So um, the biggest guy right now uh, is a guy named Safe Haven on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like interact with his tweets a lot. You, you might have seen him before through that. Uh, yeah, but, I have. Uh, I've I, seen it. <laughs> I really do think that like he is he is one of the the greatest digital artists of of this decade. Really? If not more than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, huh. a, a lot of my style definitely comes from from him and people like him. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Safe Haven. I've only seen you like kind of like subtweet him or like kind of like go underneath his uh, – or what am I saying? Reply to his tweets. Reply. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I blanked on that. But <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've never heard of him. One of the best artists of the – best digital artists of this decade. I would say so. I would for sure say so. What makes him different? What makes him so um, elite? He he combines um, 2D work and 3D work in in a way I haven't really seen a lot of people do before. Um, 3D art, like 3D rendering, is is becoming like very very popular right now mm-hmm. with uh, digital artists. It, I, I'm sure you've seen like NFTs before. Yeah, NFTs the are way crazy. That's exploding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not there's, sure. there's a huge demand. I for I don't 3D. know if I like nfts though they're like insane yeah. to me, but it's like i don't i don't really agree with what's going yeah, on there with the the environmental stuff that it, yeah it it's also it's like bad for can't sure. you like on that website where you can like sell nfts you can literally just like right click the image and like save image as on your computer so it's like you can but i mean you know it's the same thing like i could i could go on google images and like save a copy of the mona lisa right now but that doesn't yeah. mean you know i own the mona lisa it's so weird. That's like it's people- a weird concept. I I definitely um, I see the value of it in that regard because, um, you know, I, I I think giving free reign back to independent artists is definitely a really really good thing, mm-hmm. and um, giving them a means of making money is especially like NFTs have. You know, um, we haven't seen an opportunity like this for independent creators in like a really long time. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I definitely like that side of it, but uh, it's just so environmentally taxing. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's terrible. But, I mean, uh, as far as I know, like the the technology is really improving, and um, oh, really, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we can get to a point soon where things don't have to be that way, and we can, mm-hmm. you know, support artists in in a way that doesn't. Yeah, what's so important about giving kind of uh, the the power, I guess, back to independent artists. Um, I think the biggest thing for me personally is just, um, I, I, I don't want to get political about it, but, uh, you know, it, it very much is in line with certain political ideologies that, uh, art isn't something that should be invested in because it mm-hmm. doesn't, uh, derive profit in like a traditional sense. Yeah. Like, um, the whole joke about like, you know, gender studies majors and like art mm-hmm. history majors, not being able to like find jobs and stuff. Um, I, I definitely see those jobs as something that need revitalizing because mm-hmm. they are they are very important. Yeah, and um, yeah, like a, any anything to to give people a means to do that is is a win in my book. Yeah, I think it's also really important. Just like the arts, like we are, we would not have anything around us without you know people like you like designing stuff and, and putting yeah. art out there into the world. Like there would not be. 
nothing. It would just be a, a yeah. bleak, like gray slate of of nothing. It would suck. Even even, mo- even the most like, I guess, commercially produced like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 there's a lot in that regard that uh, people really take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film, film, art, you know, theater, all that stuff is extremely important. We wouldn't, we wouldn't progress as a society without like you know the fine arts or just art in general. Um, Absolutely. <clears throat> but back to you, like, so both of your socials are thir- three nine. It's three nine. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's three nine Josh and three nine Art Attack. Why the number thirty nine? I'm gonna be so honest with you. There's absolutely no meaning behind it. <laughs> you just I, came I, up with I it? just yeah, I just came up with it, and um, I I feel like it's a pretty unique way to to brand oneself. You know, just yeah. Um, it, it's crazy. Like even among my friend group, that number has become like so attached to like me as a person. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really funny. Um. It's cool. Yeah, like, I don't know. I've I've turned I've turned uh I've turned myself into a brand even amongst my own friends, which yeah. is really funny. <laughs> I've kind of like I don't I've kind of done the same thing. My I mean with just this show, like my friends just make fun of me because I host it. But it's like now, like I get introduced as like, oh, like here's Griffin. He has a podcast, and it's like, okay, cool. Like thanks. <laughs> it's like your thing now. Yeah, it's like my. Th- it's, it's weird, <laughs> but like I don't know. It's it's I just, I just think it's really interesting how like now you can like kind of brand yourself especially through like the internet and social media and stuff like that like you can make yourself who you want to be like ha- you can make yourself as insane and crazy as you want to be but then like in real life you can just be a completely normal person just like but your social media presence really, is like it, you develop like an alter ego in a way yeah I, almost I, it's, it's I I don't even think this is something you could have done on the internet like even ten years ago ten fifteen years no. ago. Mm-mm. Oh, dude! If you were like branding yourself as like you know, yeah, 30, yeah. People, thirty-nine people artifact think or you're crazy, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, oh, here's a TikTok star, you know, Bryce Hall, or like you know, thirty-nine shots, yeah. like people who who made a name for themselves on the internet, which I think is insane. The internet is still one of the craziest concepts I've I've like for sure. ever thought about. It's crazy. I mean, to the, me. I the fact that like I literally wouldn't even be on this podcast if if not for the fact that like we yeah. would have met through. Through like Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. we yeah, like, we I am here as a direct result of uh-huh. of just like talking with someone I I literally didn't know yeah. like three months ago. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, fun, another fun fact: me and Josh kind of met through Colleen, who was on the first episode, and then found each other on Twitter, started following each other, and then I was like, "You do art, like, can you make a the the logo for the show?" And then now, here we are, just yeah, coming back on each other. It's I love. It I mean, re- I, it was really insane how that developed for sure yeah it's I'm th- it's so weird to me that like this would have never happened 15 years ago yeah like it's weird to me like i was talking to my grandparents one time and uh they were like yeah like before computers like we had to like write everything down i was like how the hell did you like <laughs> you know go into like you know a marketing department and not have computers or like anything like that you're just writing yeah. stuff like that seems insane to me and i'm sure it seems like insane to people in our generation too like it's just nuts yeah i um, mean yeah like i i i'm i'm a cs major and mm. um media arts as well like two out of the three things i do literally could not exist without yeah like the internet in its current form so that's mm. something I'm, I'm really grateful for and I, I try not to to take it for granted very often do you think since the internet is is so like accessible 
to many people. Do you think it's kind of, it's easy to get into like, you know, digital art, graphic design, whatever, but are certain companies kind of making it less accessible for people who want to get into it, but just can't seem to get the right software or like just can't do anything because of, of inaccessibility uh, prompted by certain companies? Um, I definitely think that's, uh, that argument is a two way street for sure. Because, um, you look at Adobe, right? Like they, they are like the standard when it comes to these kinds of products. They have, uh, what they have Photoshop, Illustrator, mm-hmm. uh, Lightroom, After Effects, yeah. they got all of this stuff that's like industry standard, but, um, the price is just so steep. Like yeah. it, it used to be like, I, I'm pretty sure it used to be a one-time fee of like $200 for access mm. to the Adobe suite. And now it's like 40 a month or something. Yeah. Insane which is like that. insane. That's insane for, um, like I, I'm sure you use some kind of, uh, Adobe product, if not like a substitute yeah. for it to develop have, these shows yeah, yeah. and stuff. I got a, but, I um, like, sorry. I got like a free trial from my old university, like over quarantine for some reason. Like when we all, we were mm-hmm. all like sent back to school, they're like, "Oh, here's a free Adobe trial for three months." And I was like, "Okay, I'm not sure why you're giving me this now, but like, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I definitely think that's one side of it, but I also think that um, it definitely is possible to create good art with uh like just the stuff that's like free on the internet mm-hmm. I, like for example um there's there's this piece of software called paint.net mm-hmm. and um i in my opinion i i think it's a pretty good replacement for photoshop if um like you can't afford it or you can't afford like a license or something mm-hmm. i i've seen uh some artists on the internet who exclusively use paint.net and they are like extremely talented really they, they make art that like i would uh, that i consider to be like better than anything I could make in Photoshop. Damn. So like, um, I, I definitely think, uh, it, it, having really good tools at your disposal is something that's really important, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, um, uh, it, there, there are workarounds and, uh, you can make really good art with those workarounds. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, I mean, do you think there's a certain like kind of impressiveness if you're not using industry standard and you're making stuff that could be made with industry standard like do you think it makes the art kind of have a different meaning um i think i i think that is dependent on uh the art itself mm-hmm. so like if if you pride yourself on that ability for sure you you can make it uh give off that meaning but uh in in the case that i was talking about before uh, I think their name is Half Prism on Twitter. Half Prism is, is the username that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were that person that uh, I was, I've was. i been following their art for uh, a couple months now. And I only very recently learned that uh, they use this free tool that I've, I've been using for a long time and, and kind of neglected. So yeah. I, I, I think uh, in that case, they, it, they don't necessarily push that... Uh, they're not using industry standard tools, but um, I, I I think it can change the meaning of art for sure. But yeah. it, do, it doesn't have to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What do you use to to create? Um, I currently use Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, I have been thinking about like trying to get into photography. Mm. So um, perhaps like expanding out to like Lightroom and other Adobe products would be, would yeah. be helpful, but. Um, 
yeah, yeah. Currently, I use I use Photoshop just because it's it's really nice for like the workflow that I'm in. Mm. But um, yeah, there there are plenty plenty of free tools out there that mm-hmm. I I think uh, I I could totally work in and I feel yeah. comfortable in. Do you need to be in like a certain kind of like headspace to to create something, or do you just kind of sit down and do it? So um, that's a really good question. I, I definitely there there are times where like. I sit down and I try to make something and I just cannot do it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are other times that uh, like pieces and posters like come to me fully formed and I just like execute that. But um, what I find a lot of the time is that I just throw on like an album to have in the background and mm-hmm. I, I just kind of black out and I, I make something. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of how I, I normally make things. I don't really – uh, consciously make decisions. I just kind of do what feels right to me. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a really important part of it. Yeah. What are some of what are, what albums do you listen to? Like, what are your creating albums? Um, two two albums that are like very notorious within my friend group that uh, we always throw on for uh, inspiration and stuff. Uh, Testing by ASAP Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good one. I, I like that album a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, Mariposa by Felly. Just, just very uh, laid back, uh, kind of psychedelic, dreamy kind of music is mm-hmm. is very conducive for yeah. uh, my my workflow at the moment. Yeah, I love uh, Tazzy by Asap Rocky. Super underrated yeah. album. People like hate I, on it. For a lot some of people reason. hate. Yeah, people hate on that. People hate yeah. on it because it's, it's kind of out there for uh, as Rocky's opposed to material. Yeah, his normal stuff is like you know. It's A-Side Rocky, like, you know that, but then this album was like, oh, it's different this time. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I've, yeah, dude, I've, I've listened to Guns and Butter for like a week Guns straight. Guns and Butter is by far my favorite song on the entire album. It's, I have you know, to say. Ridiculously good. Ridiculously yeah, front good. Front to back. I, I love that entire song, that entire mm-hmm. album. Yeah. I wish, I don't really have, I'm not like super creative. Like I can't draw, I can't, I can't do any of that. But like certain, I think certain albums definitely kind of music affects my mood like a ton. And so oh, for like, sure, for sure, to be productive, I have to listen to like certain things to like you know kind of you know calm me down and like okay, I have to sit down at the desk like do my homework like whatever. Um, and it's weird because most people are like classical, which is I don't like listening to that when I'm doing homework or like being productive or whatever. I think it's kind of weird, but if you're into it, whatever. Um, and like, what's the other one? Like, uh, lo-fi hip hop beats to relax. Lo-fi hip hop. <laughs> a 24 seven stream. So, so are you a fan of that? No, I, I was going to say, I'm not a huge fan of stuff like that, but like if like that album, like music like that kind of definitely puts me in kind of like a, a productive mood, I guess. Mm hmm. And if I just had that on, like, you know, quietly in the background, I can just, like, sit down and do work for four hours, five hours, you know, repeatedly. But I don't know. I find that um, playlists aren't aren't really good for, uh, like, my productivity or workflow. I, mm-hmm. I I try to throw on, like, actual albums because I feel like that, that like, cohesiveness is uh, uh-huh. really conducive to, like, focusing on one thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and getting it done. yeah. That makes sense. Um, what kind of what's your favorite part about being uh, a a visual artist? Um, for 
a while, I, I really uh, would say that it's just the idea of like being able to make something. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's good, whether it's bad, the idea of uh, like I sat down for like four hours and I just made this. Yeah. Uh, that's that's something that's always been really enticing to me, just having having something to show for myself, whether it's good or not. I, I definitely think that's the best part about it. Yeah. What pushes you to like create? What's the motivating factor? Um, I, I really think it's just that. It's just like having something to show for myself. And um, I, I think in a lot of ways it's really similar to like why you do this podcast. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like to have – to develop and like create an aesthetic for yourself and yeah um whether that be through clothes the music you listen to your taste whatever like i i just think it's a it's another form of uh creative expression it's mm-hmm. just this is me yeah do you think that yeah. you're always like kind of a self-expression tool like kind of get yourself like get a part of yourself onto a piece of art yeah I, that's that's totally what it is and uh it it feels more permanent to me than any other form of of expression does because like no matter what like what I make is always going to be there you know mm-hmm. it's not yeah. something that that goes away at all yeah you gotta get the NFT on it bro Just yeah there we go. I, I gotta certify it I gotta have it burn have it down permanent. an entire forest to <laughs> yeah have the deed to this one PNG file <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand. Uh, NFTs. Anyways, um, has has your kind of already kind of matured as you've matured? Has it kind of grown with you over the years? Very much so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's kind of a there's a uh, a funny story about this that I I realized uh, the other day. I I don't think I've actually ever told this to anyone. Really. So uh, th- this <laughs> breaking is a fit news. Check exclusive. Yeah, this is breaking news. Um, it's it's actually like about how I got into art. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, there's this video game I used to play. It's called Team Fortress Two. Yeah. And um, in that game, uh, there are like nine different playable characters, or whatever. They all have their own personalities and stuff. And yeah. The whole point of the game, like the whole uh, uh, selling factor of the game to a lot of people, was the hats that you could put on your character and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you could you could dress up your characters in in any way you wanted to. And every now and then, the the game that uh, publish or the company that developed the game and, and published the game would drop um, these animated shorts, these animated short films of of these characters, and there would be like a whole storyline to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, every asset they used to develop those short films was made public. So like anyone who uh, wanted to like animate their own films and stuff could. Oh, just yeah, use yeah. those materials. Like like character so, um, models were just like out there. Yeah, yeah. Like all, all the character models and yeah. stuff was it was totally free. Mm-hmm. So um the getup I had for all of my characters, it would be like like a red witch's hat and like a purple bandana. Yeah. And um it's actually through that that I, I taught myself uh like the basics of 3D modeling and stuff to to like animate my own characters and these these little uh posters and stuff. And uh, the reason I bring that up is because I don't do that anymore because yeah. I am not 13. So uh, you could you could definitely say that uh, my art has matured over yeah. the years for sure. Yeah. So you started with Team Fortress 2 character models and now you're making super abstract, like insanely talented, insanely beautiful art. 
I'd like to think so. I mean, that's very nice of you to to say that, but uh, I, I really do feel like I have a long way to go mm-hmm. in terms of honing my skills. Yeah. What's the and, future uh, looking? Oh, sorry. What's the What's the future like looking for for looking like for you with with within uh, digital art? So, um, I'm I'm actually taking my first uh, design class through the university next year because. Um, Everything I've done so far has been entirely self-taught through mm-hmm. just like YouTube tutorials and stuff. So oh. uh, I'm I'm taking my first class next year, which is which is a big step for me. Yeah, uh, for sure. Wow, this. Oh yeah, I guess you literally just said you're self-taught. Sorry. <laughs> I people who teach themselves things like this are in or like have the most respect for me. I I'm I can't teach myself stuff. I can't do it. I I think a lot of it. Um, it, a lot of it comes down to. Uh, your mindset going into it shouldn't necessarily be, I'm going to come out of this with this skill, this skill, and this skill. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think that everything I've done until now, everything I've learned through like Photoshop and like Illustrator and any 3D software ever I've ever used, it really comes from just messing around. Yeah. Uh, messing around so much until you get bored and, and don't touch it for a while and come back to it again. Yeah. Um, that step is, is, really important because uh you don't get tied down to a goal that like you don't ever see yourself attaining i guess mm, yeah so um I, I like when i started when i was 13 i i never really thought like oh i'm gonna be a graphic designer one day yeah um it was just me poking around and and messing around as a teenager and yeah accidentally slipping into a wormhole <laughs> yeah so the goal is to not have a goal essentially yeah yeah pretty much um that's kind of where I'm where I'm at right now. Um, I'm taking my first class next semester, and mm-hmm. um, hopefully for um, my honors thesis for the university, I want to do something that relates computer science, math, and and art, and I I, I want to be able to put it all together in in a way that's kind of satisfying to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you think like taking this class is going to kind of change your mentality uh, about art, or do you think it'll just stay the same? Um. I hope it stays the same. I mean, uh, from from what I understand, it's like a very introductory course oh, okay. to uh, like the basics of Photoshop and stuff, which I which I'm already pretty familiar with. Yeah, easy. A. Um, I hope so. I really <laughs> do. <laughs> it's gonna suck next semester, like adjusting to you know all in person classes. Yeah, because I'm a freshman and I don't, I've I I've taken I want to say like twelve classes so far total, mm-hmm. and um, only like three of them have been in person. So like, yeah. I, I haven't even had the experience yet of like actually going to classes. So uh, <laughs> having all six of my classes next semester being in person is going to yeah. be very strange. I haven't had the, I haven't had the experience of, of going to class constantly at USC because I transferred here from a different school. Right, right. So it's, I'm, I'm going to be a junior next year and I'm going to look like a freshman because I'm not going to know where anything is. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been on the horseshoe four times, like legitimately four <laughs> times. I, I definitely think that uh, uh, since I live on campus and um, I, I, I live in the honors residence right now and uh, mm. being being at the heart of campus has been really uh, good for like getting acquainted. Like mm. I, I definitely think if I was living off campus right now, like I would be screwed. I, I would be so confused and lost and yeah. I have six classes next year and they're all in different buildings and I would, oh God, it would be terrible. Yeah, I'm not excited to, to be walking around campus next year. Um, and I think with that, we can wrap this thing up. Where can the people find you on social media, Josh? Um, 
All right, so I do I do art at uh, Thirty Nine Art Attack on Instagram. Um, I'm working on developing my own portfolio to uh, house like everything I've ever done, just all in one place. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure once I get that squared away, I'll I'll post about that on the Instagram. So that's where you can find me. You can follow us on Instagram at FitCheckPod, where we will be posting behind-the-scenes content and fit pics and a mood board to go along with every single episode every single Friday. Our producer and editor is Joshua Teckel, and this podcast is a production from the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Find out more about Garnet Media Podcast and other student work at garnetmedia.org.